with, uh, I would like you to come up now and meet my dear friends from Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, Frank and Becky Arlene. Buenos dias. Oh. <laughs> Buenos dias. Um, yeah, what a heritage. I, uh, I know some of you. I know some of you now. Um, we don't know a lot of you, but I know Jim and I know Gwen. I know Rick and Gene and, and, uh, and Pastor who doesn't work at Radio Shack. I found that out. I have some, for some reason, I thought you did. We'd like to show you a, a video that... Uh, of kind of a summary. It's two minutes. It's intense because it's a <laughs> because of the music, but it's just us. It's just us. I'm 55 and I think I'm 18. We do youth camp. I work with kids in a water program. All that just keeps me young. Well, I lost all my hair doing it, but <laughs> I still feel young. So, did you want to say something? I want me to go and show the video. So, I'm going to go to that first slide and. You just go ahead and click that video on. It's not working, the first one. Interesting. Yeah, we had this. Uh, well, we can show it later, too. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Interesting. We tried it, too. That's okay. So you, why don't you say something? You're okay. going to say something. <laughs> I'll say something, then I'll be the filler here. Um, so just what, what are you passionate about? You know, for some of us, it's family, and it's Christmas coming up, and we want all the family together. For some of us, our home, and making sure it's a beautiful place to be. For some of us, it is CenturyLink with the pigskin going down there and 10 decibels and wearing a 12 on our shirt. You're out there somewhere. Um, <laughs> Uh, for some of us, but, but all of us, what, 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 is, what is God passionate about? He's passionate about relationship, right? And lovely thing walking in here this morning, seeing how you guys are passionate about relationship, because over and over, coming in off the street, not knowing anybody, and everyone just you know, looking you right in the eye and just actually wanting to know how you're doing. So passionate relationship, we, that, is our, that is our passion in Mexico. Um, if God has a heart passionate relationship, then we should as well. And so we have um, had the, just the, the privilege of being a part of three different church plants um, in Mexico, um, starting them in our home. The first two began in our home. Um, when it grew to 70, we'd have to go out and rent a place and um, and then now we are commuting about, about an hour north of where we actually live um, for the third church plant that we're um, doing right now. It's just turned three years old um, a couple weeks ago. And God has us there. When we first moved to Mexico, our passion um, was relationship with young people. So we worked in a Bible institute and took them out um, on the street, witnessing to the people and growing in relationship with them. But as we were doing you know, camps and, and Bible Institute, we felt 
a, a little bit of a disconnect from a local church, even though we were involved in one. And so we're like, okay, no church planting then. So then we started planting churches. And then it's like, yeah, but the youth need more in depth like this. And so anyway, our heart is torn between both. So we spend our year church planting and then all throughout the year preparing for what we call radical, which is our, our summer ministry to we have about 250 youth from around central Mexico come together for a week-long um, intensive time together. Um, many, many have come to Christ. Many have made commitments to their local churches and have gone back, and now we've seen some of them turn into deacons and pastors at their churches. So it's been, it's almost been two decades, hard to believe. It seems like it was just yesterday. Um, but but relationship, when you, when you go to the grocery store, when you're at your kid's school, when you're saying hi to the postman, whoever it is, just that relationship with people, because people don't come to Christ without people. And so as we're, as we're intentional in reaching people for the loss, and God has given you guys a heart for this beautiful community of Kettle Falls, and he's given us a heart for the beautiful community of Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And so wherever we are, that God's heart would expand into the hearts of other people. Just put it right there. That sums it up. You saw a little bit at the end, Radical. Radical is something we do once a year, but it's to reach youth for Christ. And we'd love to make that even better. Becky, you mentioned we're training leaders. And I would like to share with you a little bit. Of, I want to take you on a journey, a brief journey. And I want to plant this question on you right now is think about it. Who's your Timothy? Okay, think about that. Who's your Timothy? And let's see if this clicker works um, for advancing. Yes, yes, this part is working. I just, I have to turn around to see what I'm doing now. So, so as we, as these churches are growing um, and we see our contacts growing, uh, we're all think, always thinking about the future of the church. 
missionaries. Missionaries are temporary. We don't stay there forever. This is our third church. We're there. We get established. We train leaders. And the goal is to see these leaders train other leaders, right? And then for them to go ahead and continue this passing out of the baton. But let's look at a common scripture here. You guys know this one, uh, 2 Timothy 2.2. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. Um, this verse is what I want to talk about. How did Paul get to this point with Timothy um, in his... Okay, did I... I did. How did he get to that point? Well... Uh, he went through, remember Paul's story, at age 34, Christ meets him, changes his life on the road to Damascus. Damascus. Um, we got to go to the Holy Land while we were here, so it's just like, this is all really, uh, when you think about all these places, you're going, this is really cool, where, where, where this all happened. So this green line, um, uh, this green line right here is where I want to start, uh, where Paul um, is taken off on a journey and he is going to share the good news. That's what he, was, he got. Jesus impacted his life. He heard the gospel. Now he's going to go and continue this training, right? He's going to go and train others. So he's going out. Now we're talking about um, there's Barnabas. Uh, I think the next slide I have, uh, let's see if whoop, I'm pressing the wrong. I just lasered somebody. Huh? I'm just didn't, uh, <laughs> um, Let's see if this advances. Uh, next slide. So he is, the Holy Spirit calls out Barnabas, Paul, Saul, and they're asked to go out, and he starts going on his first journey. So here he's going on that green line. Let's, let's see if it, there we go. It works sometimes. <laughs> um, so he's going, he's going to go ahead and start this journey of his, um, so the gospel is the main thing. So interesting enough, he goes up and he ends up in this part. Oh, I'm, now I'm doing the wrong one. Up here in Lystra, and he meets somebody. So he's going up, actually, he's going up uh, the first journey, the second journey. Yeah, second journey. Okay, first journey, he goes over here, goes to Derby and Lystra, has some issues. They get threatened. But he meets a person there, and he meets a family. Eunice, I'm, I'm, now if I say it in the wrong language, forgive me, but Eunice and Lois, is it? Does that sound right? Um, and then Timothy is part of that family. So he has contact, and this is talking about around the year 48, he comes in contact with his family. He's sharing the gospel. And these, pers these people are starting to hear who Jesus is. And so he's doing the second Timothy thing that we are so familiar with that hopefully by the end we'll understand our part in all this. But he's going, and so he's going, he is now, goes over there, shares, and he comes back, trying to do this, um, oops, I am, I'm, see, I, I'm all uh, flitterpated. So let's go back one. Oh, I have to go back one. Until I come to devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, preaching, and teaching. So he's telling Timothy, or he's telling what he wants to do in the future is he's, he's basically, Timothy and Titus, those two epistles or, or card, cards, cartas, um, letters are, 
our uh, pastoral. So he's trying to get these guys, here's their pastoral responsibilities, and he's giving them um, direction on what he wants these people to do. So he is now, uh, let's see. All right, there. I got to keep that up there because that's where I'm, I'm, I'm headed. Um, let's go over the next one. Continue on with that same, um, whoops. Yeah, see, now I'm way off. That's okay. We'll stay back there. So I'm going to look at this, and if you can figure out where I'm at, perfect. <laughs> you just advance because that would be easier. So great. So I got to that part. So here he is. Um, so he he's went over to see Paul, I mean, to see. He's, he met the whole family. Um, and on the second journey, now he is going, oh, well, and the second journey, you'll see the map. He is now um, going from Jerusalem. He had to go down to Jerusalem, and now he's going to his second journey. And he is um, he's going to go revisit some places that he was in the first place, okay, which is part of what missionaries do. We're going to go back, and we check on the churches that we've planted because, you know, you leave, them, leave churches alone for a little bit, and it can get really messed up. Really, they can get off. In Mexico especially because uh, men are very macho. And so when they have control of something, they can actually go to an extreme. So my father-in-law who's there, Rich Lee's down there, and he started a church there eight years ago now. He's back there, and he comes back to, oh, wait, this is not how I left it. And so he has to get him back on track, and then they're fine again. But So he's, Paul's going back. And he's trying to um, set them straight. So in Acts um, 16, um, he meets, he's in, he's in Lystra again, and, he's, uh, and the people started speaking well of Timothy. And that's a good thing. Uh, Timothy was uh, a young man, but now he has some responsibilities. He is um, the, the, the leaders, the Lystra in Iconium, are saying good things about this person called Timothy. So Paul's saying, wow, okay, this is a, a faithful man. I want to know more about him. And so he invites him to go with him. And he says, come with me over to Europe. And he takes him to places where, you know, some were closed doors. The, the Spirit didn't let him go. But he, uh, he took him with a purpose. So he takes him from here, gets over to Troas, and you know, don't get me wrong, years have gone by, you know, from the time, first journey, second journey, years go by, and now he's saying in Troas, well, Timothy, you know, I've trained you well, go down to Ephesus, go down to here, um, we're going to leave, you go down here, and here's some things you need to do with those people over there, and he does it, he goes down. Meanwhile, Paul continues, and he's going through a lot of stuff up in Philippi, him and Silas, some persecution. But they come around on this red line, and they come back, and they're checking up on him. How are you doing? How's the church doing? And that is, that is an awesome example of discipleship. And we are training people to follow Christ, right? And Paul's, Saul heard that from Jesus Christ face-to-face. -face. He's going out, sees Timothy, Silas, Barnabas, and others, and he has this whole companionship of guys going with them saying, you guys are in training here because Paul is one person, 
I'm one person. There I am at the church plant, and I have to train leaders so that when I'm here for our furlough, the church continues. And praise God, it's continuing. They're having their sermons. They're preaching. The kids are being attended to. The Wana Club's up and running on Saturdays. So it's all, ah, it's a rela- we can relax. But when we don't do that, then there's panic, right? If, you, if, if any of you have experienced when you, ha- when you can't be, you can't leave the church alone because if you're not there, nothing's going to happen. Well, we have some more training to do, right? We want them to, to get to that point like Paul did with, with Timothy and say, go down there and do what you need to do. And he did that. Um, so he's telling Christians how they conduct themselves in the church. That's the message he wanted to get across. So he explains that to Timothy. Timothy goes down there and continues to visit him on his way back to see how things are going. So, oh, I just, okay, I'm not going to pay attention to that. So, um, down to, so he goes there, sees Timothy, and then, oh, I'm, I'm really messing up my own slideshow. I'm, I'm moving stuff by accident. Um, <laughs> I just got a heavy finger here, and, uh, okay. So, Second Timothy, when we get to um, realize, when we go out of context, open your Bibles to Second Timothy 2.2, and just... So you have it on hand. You know, in the back of your Bibles, you also have a map similar to this, similar to this but it, it, it's, it's good to know and good to reflect on it because Timothy is an important figure, and it seems like he was just there for a little while, but when we look at the story, it, many years have gone by. And in 2 Timothy 2.2, Paul is in Rome. He's in prison, but he's still writing Timothy, and he's encouraging him, and he's talking about him. Um, he has great things to say about him. And the thing to realize is that since the year 48 after Christ until now, we're talking now in the year 66, Timothy has been around. Timothy <clears throat> has, he has spent a lot of years with him and come to find out there's six epistles, six of the, the, the letters, and you'll see Timothy's name mentioned. He was a co-author of six of the books that Paul, or six of the places or, or people he's talking to. Paul and Timothy were side by side. What a companion he had in Timothy. It was a great example of us thinking about who's our Timothy. Who have we decided, God has said, you know, I want you to speak to this person. I want you to take alongside you somebody to disciple. Um, Philippians 2.18. Let's see if I can... Uh, Philippians 2.18. I believe it's over there. It's a great verse. It says, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send you Timothy to you soon that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. And I want to read beyond that. And it says in the next verse, I have no one else like him who takes a genuine interest in your welfare. Verse 21. For everyone looks at his own interests, not those of Jesus Christ, but you know that Timothy has proved himself because as as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. Um, That Timothy's heart is a big heart. He was there. Good testimony. He took initiative. He was there. Uh, He didn't say, no, I can't do it. I think he was just there for everything. He was you know, when you have that person in the church, it's just, how can I help? What can I do? And they figure it out. 
and they know that they need to read their Bible daily. They need, they need to, you know, how can I serve um, God in this church? They're always thinking. That's a Timothy. What can I do? Not just saying, hey, is there going to be coffee today? Pizza? What's for lunch? Right? But they're thinking, how can I serve the body? How can I serve? How can I share like Timothy did with the churches, the responsibilities of each one and what we're supposed to be doing for the glory of God? Um. So, all that to say, I didn't want to spend a, a, a lot of time, but I bring you back to that question is, who is your Timothy? I think there's a slide up there. Um, and I think about, we're investing time. Think of it as investing time for the kingdom's sake. Um, we're temporary here. Uh, ask, ask anybody, anybody who's, well, who's over 80 I mean, time goes by quickly, and the, the end inevitably is going to come, and we go, what have I done for the Lord? In, who, in whom have, have I invested my time, my energy? Who has heard the gospel? Does my neighbors know that I'm a Christian? Do my coworkers know that I read the Bible? And you start thinking about these things, and like Paul said, I want to end the race very well, and I challenge all of us in that. How goes the race? How goes the, the, the discipling of others? There are, there's, a, there's something that I realized later on, not at the beginning of my, my faith in Christ, but later on I realized I should have a really sad heart when I know that my neighbor or a friend of mine or a family member, my mom or my dad, um, my grandma, that they're going to go to hell if they don't know Jesus. And that should be, make me sad and make me want to say, hey, well, I guess I'll share with them, right? Who else is going to do it? Sometimes you have to ask our questions. Okay, I have a neighbor. Um, who's going to share with them? I'm the Christian. Lord, I guess you'll send somebody else, right? Well, sometimes it's a straight call, like the Spirit called Barnabas and, and Saul to, you know, you're going to go do it. And they did it. So... Listen to God's voice in these, these that we talked about up front. You're talking about the season right now is we have the gift of eternal life. We know the message. We have, in the Word of God, we have the answer to, I mean, it's, it's what's, what's eternal life worth? And there's people dying, and you go, wow, well, God used me this Christmas season because it's a gift. He gave to us, but now we're giving to others, right? If they, if they listen to you, can you imagine the joy in heaven? The myriad of angels when you know, a sinner comes to repentance and the joy that we get from serving the Lord and saying, oh, God can use me. So think about eternity's sake. Think about the kingdom. Um, there are opportunities to, be, to have a Timothy next to you. It's always a great thing to think, okay, when I go to heaven, I'm going to take somebody with me, right? I'm going to take somebody with me. It's better than saying, I made it to heaven, but you didn't bring anybody. Matthew 28, I think I put the verse up there. We know it all. Um, did I write it down? Is it the, no, there is. Therefore, go and, and make disciples. And it goes on to say, you know, baptizing, um, it's all part of, when you baptize, who are you baptizing? Somebody who has 
come to faith. So we go, we share, they believe, and when you get to baptizing the same person, you're going, wow, this is, this is awesome. There's somebody who wants to make a public announcement that they're a Christian, and you're discipling that person to get to that point. Discipleship is not just for the missionary Frankie who's out in Mexico. It's for all of us. Everybody here has that same calling as we did. It's the same for all of us. If you say right now, I'm a Christian, then that's a calling, and it's a command. Go. Make. Those are, I mean, it's not optional. Think about it. If you want to, he's saying it's a command. Baptizing them. Um, training them um, because Jesus is coming back soon, right? But he's with us through all that. Don't, don't forget that he's always there with us. He's going to help us through that. So I'm challenged as I went through this. I'm going back. I have a Timothy. I have a Julian is his name, and Deo is another Timothy for me, um, and I continue with them. They're still, you know, they're still, they're on their way. One of them's preaching now. Praise God for Theo. The other one's new within the last year. So I got my Timothys, and that, but I want more. I, I need to not forget that it's one person at a time, true. But can you imagine if you all had one Timothy in one year? What would happen to this church, right? That's the reality of it. If you had one disciple, that disciple, you, you bring him up. Lead him to the Lord. He comes to study the Word of God. Next thing you know, he's in this church, and we're going to have to say, we need a bigger building. Everybody had a Timothy. Can I pray for you guys? And I'm going to include myself in there too. God, thank you for uh, the awesome example, Lord Jesus, of, of just coming to Saul on that road to Damascus. And we've come to all to that point where somebody has shared the gospel with us and we have that message in our mind. We have it lived out in our lives. And so we ask that you would give us a Timothy um, somebody who can be the next um, person to pass the gospel message to the next person or the next group. So, yes, we love multiplication, and we just know if we obey you, it's just going to naturally multiply the gospel as it started with those 12 and just continued to the whole world, and here we are. Uh, thank you for those first men that heard the message, and we want to be the ones to p pass on the baton, continue passing on this message because you're coming back soon. And, and we just don't, we just want to do everything possible to glorify you in our lives. You've given us so much, as Jim was saying, we're so blessed. And so we have so much to give. So help us all as we, we s look into our neighborhoods, we look into our jobs, and we, and we ask you, Lord, where are you working? Where are you working in my neighborhood? Where are you doing things? And when we see that, that we would just join you there because there's no better place to be than in the middle of your will. So bless us all. Guide us in your perfect will as we open your scriptures often to seek your will. In Jesus' name, amen.